This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get it? The Bird Show. All right, for soccer fans, even if you're not a soccer fan, actually, this is really big news here. Um, the World Cup, uh, in a couple of years, they, they've picked Atlanta for like seven different matches to be played here in Atlanta. Now, it doesn't even matter if you're a soccer As a guy that's a soccer fan, I can tell you this, that even if you don't care about soccer at all, you want to go to these matches to feel like the international competition at a match like this and to be selected to have one of these matches in our city is a really big deal. It's a huge honor. A huge honor. And it will be the place to be. Who cares even who's going to be playing in it? But for Mercedes-Benz to get picked as one of those stadiums is a really big deal. Start saving now. Cause <laughs> that's a lot of matches, too. Yeah. Eight of them, that's a whole lot of matches. I think they said, like, the championship is going to be in Dallas. We don't care about that. No matter. We don't care about that. We got plenty of matches here in Atlanta, and that's pretty cool. All right, so um, ever since I saw Jay-Z's speech at the Grammys when he received that specialty award from Dr. Dre and how he called out the Grammys and had his wife, I don't know if you've heard of her, Beyonce's, back on stage, um, it got me digging. So in case you missed it, I just thought kind of what a, what a, even if you disagreed with him taking it there, what a beautiful moment of a man supporting his wife and to have his daughter on stage, Blue Ivy was there to witness it all. I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys, never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You know, some of you, some of you going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you made it robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. Oh, no, 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 that was it. Um, so I did a little digging and I was like, let's try to research some things that dads can do to be good role models for their kids, mm -hmm. right? And I found this article on fatherly.com. Um, Adam Bulger is the um, is the author and it is behavior, seven behaviors dads should stop doing. Mm. Um, in front of their kids. And so we're just going to go through some of them. So Dr. Zubair Khan is a child psychologist, um, psychiatrist, excuse me, and said kids are sponges. They pick up everything in their environment, everything they hear and observe from their parents. Mm -hmm. I've actually talked to my husband about this as far as like even the energy, like being mindful of our energy around Jimmy because they absorb that. 
And so uh, child development experts say that once parents become mindful of how their actions affect their kids' behavior, dads can model healthy habits for their children. So here are some of the common behaviors that we can model for our kids and how we can be more mindful. So yeah, while this our article was targeted for dads on fatherly, uh, it's, it's for both set of parents, mm-hmm. right? So poor communication about emotions. Con notes that dads often have a hard time being open with feelings and emotions. We sort of have unfortunately normalized not sharing our vulnerabilities. Why it's harmful? When parents don't talk through what they're feeling, they discourage their kids from expressing themselves in a healthy way. When kids don't learn to express themselves, it can cause them to later on to become anxious or sad. So how to correct this? If you or your spouse is going through something bad, don't hide it from your kids. It's okay to acknowledge that mommy or daddy might be feeling upset because they had a bad day and then comfort them and say that even though we had a bad day, we know that it's going to be fine. So I think being transparent with your kids, I know, I think you innately want to shield them Mm -hmm. from anything bad or negative, but that's not life and bad stuff and negative things happen. So you need to teach them how to cope with that rather than to shield it from it. You know what dysfunction I think I passed down from my dad because my dad was one of these like, Boys don't cry yeah. kind of things. Um, I don't think my kids have ever seen me cry. And if they have, it's like once or twice. Uh, and I wish I would have been more vulnerable in front of them in that area. Yep. Real men cry, man. I think I went through that with my dad as well. I think a lot of my communication issues, um, the majority of my life have come from my dad just came from that era where men didn't cry. Mm-hmm. You weren't vulnerable. You didn't show emotion. And I, I had to learn. That was like a learned behavior because I, I didn't see that in my household. All right, so next on the list, flying off the handle when you're stressed or angry. So this is where, and you laugh at the gentle parenting, but this is just about trying to keep yourself in check, right? So everyone gets frustrated. Everybody gets angry at times. Your kids are going to do stuff that are gonna, like, that's going to push you over the edge. And it's how we handle these emotions that matter. We don't want to teach our kids it's okay to be verbally aggressive or physically aggressive. We want them to talk about um talk about how they're feeling angry or frustrated and come up with ways to calm down. So why it's why it's harmful? If your kids start screaming every time things don't go their way, your parenting life is going to be hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And like how to correct it, make a conscious effort to show your kids how to work on lowering your frustration and handle stress in healthy appropriate ways. So Jimmy woke up from his nap yesterday and it w- he woke up on the wrong side of the crib. We were having big struggles, so trying, you know, and it, it can seem like it's falling on deaf ears, but I can promise you with repetition is key. We worked on our breathing. You know, I'm not telling him like to stop crying, to stop whining, anything like that. I'm like, okay, let's, you got to get it out. Let's get it out. Let's breathe. And you just kind of have to work through stuff. I know it seems so like. No, it's beautiful. It's just yeah. when I was growing up, like you didn't, as a kid, you I didn't know. have a choice of yeah. being angry. Like you didn't yeah. have the right to be angry yet because you hadn't experienced anything, mm-hmm. you know? But see, that's the thing. Like <laughs> we're all human, including kids. Mm-hmm. And they're allowed to have, their bad days aren't the same as our bad days because they haven't experienced life uh, like we have, but they're in, they're entitled to have an off day. Like we all do. So Treat them the way you want people to treat you if you're having an off day. My dad was a little different than you. He would give me, he would literally say, you've got 30 seconds. Oh, you got 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds to cry. You got 30 seconds to be all upset. You're on the clock. Yeah, my my dad was like, I'll give you a reason to actually be angry. (laughs) 
All right, next, holding things in until you boil over. Um, Chloe Carmichael, a psychologist and author, notes that men often resist acknowledging when they're kind of upset or irritated by little things. So then it builds, it builds, it builds, and then you just... Explode. Yes. Um, so why it's harmful when you grin and bear it until you explode. You don't get credit for all the grin and bearing. Only the explosion draws attention. Mm. And then how to correct it. Learn to communicate at lower levels of irritability. So nip mm-hmm. it in the bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't let it sit there and fester. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. Um, next is swearing. I may or may not agree with this. <laughs> uh, your kids' ears don't close up when you emit certain four-letter words. Why it's harmful. Um, swearing may seem to be a small issue. It can become a harmful habit when toddlers and young children are near. <laughs> Developmentally, children learn language by listening and replacing what they hear from trusted adults. Like, yeah, Jimmy's a parrot. I mean, you should have heard him say exclamation point yesterday. It was so freaking cute after I said it. <laughs> um, but it says try coming up with a replacement word that you can use or implementing a swear jar. I think if you use it fun and not in anger, it, it's, it's, it's. I'm going to say it's okay. <laughs> and that's coming from the non-psychiatrist psychologist. My ex-wife will throw around F-bombs quite a bit. Uh, she cusses quite a bit. And I have 50% custody with my 16-year-old. And I can tell when he's been with her for four straight days <laughs> that his language is vastly different than when he's with me. All right, there's a handful of more. Uh, and that one of them is really, really important. So I'll get to him tomorrow. It's the Bird Show. Get it. The Bird Show.